Well, Twos, this is uh, a little different of a format for the day. Uh, today, I released uh, Bruce Party on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. and um, I thought when I'm going to record this for tomorrow, it's going to get released on the, the podcast. It's the last Convoy update I ever did. I thought we'd we'd listen to it because uh, it hasn't been heard in a year, right? Like it was recorded, and then it, it got lost in the, the Twitter files, if you would, mm-hmm. of things. And so I thought, oh, well, bring you in. We can sit in the studio, watch it together see where it goes and and see what happens let's do it okay so i set the audio over the live stream i did while standing on or sitting on a bridge outside of ottawa as the convoy came in so if you're watching it that's the video it's january 31st and here we go. or so january 31st a little closer to uh you did portrait february 1st it's 2 a.m in the morning while I rather than the record the intro it's been a long day but uh, don't let that do you have any you. kind of a, a background day. in media um here's some of the the good are you gonna listen to it or are you gonna talk over it um you know the first day we were here yes the parliament had snow covered everywhere on the sidewalks and jackie and i remarked to each other geez it'd be nice if somebody shoveled that well wouldn't you know it a guy got a shovel and now it's shoveled uh, and it was all because of a man in a wheelchair, a woman in a wheelchair, who couldn't get down the sidewalk. Well, they thought that was ridiculous, so the crowd shoveled it off. There was so um, much I of that, hey? People yeah. feeding the homeless. Uh, well, I, so many truckers feeding the homeless. Every- it's hard because I want to talk, and then you got me talking in the background, but like, uh, I'm sure I'm going to get to it, and then we can... The idea for today, you know, because I'm twos is just fly by the seat of his pants, and I'll, I'll bring mm-hmm. him up to speed on it is to listen to a segment because there's going to be like six segments, right? There's going to be a bunch of interviews. Some will be short, some will be long. And then there's an intro. So after the intro, instead of talking over it to us, we can just listen to it. That's a weird idea. I'll see if I can get my head around it. Um, they had so much food that they decided to uh, give it to people with less fortune. I saw the truckers, these, these, these bad people, um, walk all throughout the city delivering Sound drink tired, as fuel. <laughs> uh, by walking it in a kid cart that you'd pull your children in like a wagon because uh, in parts of the city the cops will not allow them to have fuel um, which is you know I don't know what to say about that I know everybody's just trying to do their job but when it's minus 20 out and you're trying to limit how much fuel they have that's that's an odd thing to do and I know that's probably a political tactic, but uh, I think, um, well, all the smiles and the hard work, I don't think any of the police predicted that. And uh, I got to witness that today. That was pretty cool. Uh, and then smiles <clears throat> everywhere. No masks in stores. And, uh, you know, I rag on the police, but I saw more laughter out of the police that I saw today than I had since being here, which means they're changing, which I think uh, everybody should know. Uh, two days ago, there was a lot of fear around this place. I did an episode on Antifa. And uh, so tonight I walked the streets because I wanted to know what was out there. Because I was pretty uh, nervous. You know, there was SWAT down the street uh, a night ago. You could just feel the vibe. It had changed a little bit. So tonight we walked the streets. And uh, I met uh, Ken Rutherford, wherever you're at. I met his family. Or, you know, you get the idea. Uh, mom, her husband, and kids out there delivering candies to the truckers and the workers and the policemen and everywhere. And that was late at night. I, you know, everybody talks about Antifa, and I know the, the media wants to stir up this is a dangerous place. I keep saying it's probably the safest place on the planet, and uh, I think everyone here shares that. So I think it comes down to one simple thing. It's seeing is believing. So if you feel like you need to come here, these men and women are not going anywhere. So uh, I would say... 
if you're being called here, hop on a plane, hop in a truck. Um, this is history in the making. And uh, now let's hear some stories from the day, and we'll get on with it. Well, there you go. There's there's the opening uh, uh, opening act of the. Mm-hmm. So th- for people just tuning in, uh, certainly if you're on the podcast tomorrow, the idea was to live stream it, bring twos in. Uh, we would sit and listen to it. It's about 27 minutes long. We'll see how we do here with uh, making sure twos doesn't talk over it. Uh, <laughs> well, but if uh, we're worried about time, it would make more sense for me to talk over it than to talk separately. <laughs> just but regardless. Just chron- chron- but- what, what sticks out to you out of the, the first? I sound tired, one. But okay. two, uh, the, well, the comment about... of course, Ken Rutherford's family is there. You run into the... What a beauty. His well, family's just on the other side of Canada. And, oh, who's who's helping out? He actually, but, the Rutherfords, well, he, of course. He actually isn't there. I actually... Uh, but it's his family. No, no, no. Honestly, what I was meaning was that's what it reminded me of. When I listened, oh. he wasn't there. The first thing I saw, like the night before on January 30th, I did a I did an episode on Antifa. And because uh, there's SWAT down the street, there's all this talk of like weird stuff going down, whatever. Everybody's high alert. I was talking to Tasha Fishman about this. She was there with Eric Payne and a different and a different group. But anyways, and she kind of looked at me strange. She's like, I, I don't, I'm not worried. And I'm like, really? So then I just went outside, and the first thing I saw was what reminded me of Ken Rutherford's family. It was a family literally handing out candy to all the truckers. I was like, mm-hmm. what the heck is everybody afraid of? Anyways, I digress. Let's let's hear some interviews, shall we? Let's do it. I think I got about like five on here, folks. So this is, if you're wondering what it's set to, it's set to the live stream I did off the bridge just outside of Ottawa as the uh, as the convoy was rolling in. So we're having a little fun today. Okay, uh, just for the record, your name? Ava Neralian. And it's okay that I interview, record you? Yes, of course. Okay, Ava, um, we're standing outside in Ottawa, downtown Ottawa. Um, First off, uh, what are you doing here this morning? I'm out here serving breakfast to the truckers. Uh, My parents own a small business downtown. The building manager had decided to close down and go into lockdown, so we cannot serve any truckers, so we're doing our best to support them. And why are you supporting the truckers? What, What does this mean to you? My parents immigrated here around 23 years ago to get away from a third world country for freedom and it's being taken away from us. My freedom of health, my choice, everything's being taken away. I, I didn't have a graduation, I didn't have anything. It just doesn't make sense. I believe in my freedom, you know? How old are you, Ava? I'm only 19. 19. Yeah. And where, where did your parents come from? We came from Iran. What what do your parents? I uh, I I see your mom for the listener. She's her just mom, a worker. yeah, she's she's a worker. She's gonna make sure every trucker here gets a a, a hot cup of coffee this morning. Um, what has she said to you that that's really resonated or stuck with you from being coming from Iran? She had no freedom. She came here to give me the freedom of choice, and she sees that it's slowly slowly being taken away from us. And they believe that if we don't stand up now with the support of everybody, it's gonna turn the same. Okay. Thank you very much. And have uh, enjoy handing out food this morning. The truckers are going to love you. Thank you. Okay, so first, that that was a a nineteen year old girl, as it said, walking mm-hmm. around the street. But her mom, which I, I should have taken a picture of, there was a like a, a seventy year old lady who couldn't speak a lick of English with like a tray of the hottest coffee you you had uh, they could have, walking down the street, handing it out to everyone. Like enough to make McDonald's jealous. Absolutely, it was it was a sight to be seen. I, that henceforth me stopping to talk to him because I was like, "What what is going on here?" Right, Iran, and you know that doesn't get talked about. None of none of that uh, ever gets talked about. 
Well, that was one of the interesting things about the convoy was how many people were there who had come to Canada from places that they're worried about Canada becoming now. And the media spin on this was that, oh, it's all just a bunch of angry, white, uneducated men. And then you see men and women from all over the world with all sorts of different backgrounds who have the one unifying thing in common, which is that they think Canada is going to a dark place and they want it to stop. And they want it to stop. Um, here's a comment from uh, Brianne. She says, you two look like Bob and Doug sitting together like that. We kind of do. Take off, you hoser. <laughs> and then uh, and then Gloria says, hi, guys, from Alberta. Hey, Hello, Gloria. Gloria. All right, back to it. Let's see what the next one has. Okay, boys, um, I'm sitting here on the side of the road, downtown Ottawa. Uh, just for the people back home, uh, don't have to give your full name if you're uncomfortable with that, but sure, uh, certainly just give them your name and, and uh, where you're from. Yeah, I'm Joel. I'm out of Winnipeg, or north of Winnipeg, Manitoba, and we're here for my kids. i got two kids. One's three and the other's five, and, you know, they don't need to grow up with this. Like, we need to change it. And, and yourself, sir? Isaac, I'm from uh, Steinbach, Manitoba, and same nice. thing. We're here to end all mandates, unity. We're bringing Canada back. Everybody's joining in. Um, yeah, we need we need to end this, and we're here for what it takes. As it takes. You know, um, you get, you boys have a different view than a lot of a lot of folks. You're you are literally boots on the ground. Um, you've been sleeping through the nights here. Uh, there's been a lot of you know, like last night they had everybody off the streets by. Eight. There was talk of, you know, violence, riots, things like that. Uh, what did you guys see from the street level? You know, nothing but peace, peace and respect is what I seen. Yeah, same here. Like it's been uh, very quiet. Like a lot of people out here supporting us, but it's all been peaceful. And uh, yeah, we're we're here to unite Canada and end all mandates. And how about the, the lady? Uh, I interviewed her daughter, so that'll be uh, tagged on to the front of this more than likely. But how about how about the um, the stories and the people bringing you food and, and cheering you on? Like, you know, the the media is trying to portray this as something that it's clearly not. Like, I understand we're in a city and people uh, don't like the noise, and they're doing their best to try and keep the streets free so people can, can drive or emergency services can go. Uh, I think for people back home, that's one of the things that's changed from day one. It used to be a log jam here, and they've made you guys go to the sides, allow for emergency crews to come down. Um, but, you know, what? what's some of the other things that maybe you guys have been seeing uh, on a ground level? You know, you just got fresh coffee and, and sandwiches. Uh, what's some other things you've maybe been seeing that you want to relay back home? You know what I've been seeing is we're not in this alone. Like, it's not just the truck drivers. It's everyday normal Canadians. They want this all to end, and we're here for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, same thing. It, the support has just been overwhelming. It's like making eye contact. You're, you're trying to, to communicate and just tear up. Like, the support has just been mind-boggling. Like, every day. Like, you try, you try to accept a little bit of something from everybody because everybody is trying to help. And you, and you want to keep that going. Like, it's just awesome. Canadians uniting. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs> You know what's really interesting, like that's like this is this isn't like um, uh, watching an old video. This is like actual like day four or whatever it is of being in Ottawa and hearing mm -hmm. exactly what's going on uh, at the time. It's kind of like 
I don't know. I keep saying this. It's, it's got, I'm, I'm kind of like nervous to, to hear what, what, what happens, even though I know it's all like stories like this. It's just really, really cool. Well, you know, what's awesome to hear, eh? You're, you're hearing all these guys from different parts of Canada. You know, you got one guy north of Winnipeg who sounds like maybe he's a little bit French and then Steinbeck, Alberta or Steinbeck, Manitoba. Uh, just everybody's just hanging out together, regardless of where they're from. I'm guessing at some point you're probably going to talk to one of them Quebecers and it's, it's really interesting to see how nobody really cared about what part of Canada you're from. They were all just coming together to, to support the same thing. Are you going to talk like that the entire time? Is that what we're doing here today? Oh gosh, no, I can <laughs> keep that up. <laughs> we, <laughs> Uh, it's cool to hear the trucks going in the background. I, I like that. That really, um, brings me right back to being on the street with all those guys. Like it's, 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 it, this is an interesting little thing. Cause it, for the listener, I haven't, I haven't, like, it's not like I open this thing every day. Like I, I haven't taken a look at this since I recorded it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, as much as I remember, I, I certainly remember, uh, the, the old lady and the 19 year old girl on the street. Like that, that was like, I remember taking a sip of that coffee too. And it being like, holy how did you even get it that hot like like this is hot and it was minus 30 outside so i was welcoming the heat but mm-hmm. like you know there's just certain parts that you just absolutely teleport back and you're like oh yeah i remember that exactly that those two boys that was like one of you know ten thousand trucks or whatever all the stories were the same like i mean uh, for the most part the accent's a little different absolutely Absolutely. Okay. Who am I? Who am I standing with? Sasha from uh, Quebec, like Saint <laughs> Called Justin, it. Called uh, it. farmland Called in, it. Uh, down Quebec. Yeah. What? Uh, like for the listener, you guys are in, you know, a half-ton truck, and have been sleeping here now for two days. Um, I tell you what, that that's some commitment. Four days? Yeah, since uh, Friday morning, so three three nights and uh, the fourth day today. Yeah. Why? Why come? You know, uh, I've come from Alberta. That's a long way. I have my why. Why come here and... and Would you care to share something? I'll tell you why the Quebecer was there. Because there was free stuff. Continue. <laughs> to be honest, I think um, a lot of Canadians feel too small to make a change in something that big. Like we've been through uh, the last two years. But now we feel like a big weight have come into the place, put the feet on and said, we are here, all the truckers, all the industry. And they said, there is one thing that united all of us. It's freedom and what we have been proud about Canada since we are Canadian. It's all the freedom of choice, freedom to be, and all those liberty that come on the Constitution and the Charters of Rights. And I feel like I've been lucky to have been born in a country where you have this. So we need to protect this and give that to our children. And the children of every Canadian need that in their in the future. Like we need to stand all together to protect this. You know, I was joking earlier uh, from Saskatchewan, now live in Alberta. The only time you see Alberta and Quebec, we're you know, when was the last time you saw Alberta and Quebec 
not at war with each other in words and whatever. And I was joking. I said, man, nobody gives a shit about anything right now. It's all about coming together. And we're seeing that as I look at your... The Quebec flag has never looked more beautiful than it does right now. And that's coming from a Western guy who, you know, they try and divide out all the stuff between the, uh, the two provinces. And it's, it's gone here. Yeah, yeah. I so agree with you. To be honest, for me, there's no, no more... Uh, side right or left or a color or anything we all on the same planet we we need to protect this uh, their our value all together so i'm more in the middle i'm not uh, I'm, i don't want to choose any side i want to be i want everyone to get together you know and accept everyone in our in our difference and different ideology it's normal it's our biodiversity as humankind you know so we should protect this too, man. Sorry for my no, no, you're doing, you're doing fantastic. To the family or friends back home, uh, do you have anything you want to say to them uh, while you sit here? Uh, to be honest, all the generosity and um, all the, the the support we've been receiving for the last four days, it's like, it's uh, I don't, I don't have word for this. How much touching it is! Like there's been little family knocking at the window, giving present, giving food, uh, giving phone number to help us. If you want to come out, take a shower. If you want, we've been receiving like uh, letters right by hand by children, and uh, they said thank you. You give us hope again. You give us a reason to believe in life again and uh, protect our education, our freedom, all the values. So. It's so inspiring. I can stay here for uh, months, if you, you know what I mean. Like it, it gave us strength to stand by and uh, and keep going for this one. Just just you see the the peace sign and everybody's giving the thumbs up. Even the police officer. I need to give a big thumbs up to the Ottawa police officer because they have uh, a lot of respect for the cause and uh, they've been acting like gentlemen, gentlewoman too. And uh, we need to put the thumbs up to them too, man. Thank you. Thanks to you. You know, uh, all jokes aside, one of the mm -hmm. coolest scenes of being in Ottawa was the first night at like one in the morning when Quebec showed up. And it was like a long line of semis from Quebec. And they played the horns like nobody's business. That, that was pretty cool. There was the the, the fleur-de-lis and, and the, the blue flying everywhere. I know you're, you're, you've probably got a joke or two lined up, which is fine. No, I would never joke about, <laughs> about our eastern neighbors. <laughs> It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, and uh, shout out to uh, Kurt Hutchings and Murray Cochran, who both uh, chimed in as well. Mm -hmm. One saying, great to finally uh, hear these interviews. I agree. And then a fan, uh, fantastic interviews. The media sp uh, sure spun it differently. And I agree with that as well. Yeah. One of the things that I'd been waiting to hear, but hadn't heard until that last one was the actual honking. Uh, there's been so much revisionist stuff going on with this mm. and people trying to make it into something that it wasn't now that it's all said and done. And one of the things is how loud and how dangerous and how violent the honking was. And I saw someone yesterday or the day before saying that it was 150 decibels, which is louder than a jet engine. It's enough to make your body start vibrating. And there's no way that a bunch of horns would do that, like just physically impossible. And so, you know, while you're having these interviews, it's not like you've got to go find somewhere indoors because you no, need I mean, to get away. Well, I mean, literally the first interview saying. with the with the woman, the 19 year old girl is on the street. Like yeah. it's literally on the street while I'm walking around. So 
Hey, if you're tuning in, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, hopping on with us this morning. I, this was very impromptu. Very. I, um, I I just was like, okay, I want to record this, and I've uh, yeah. Anyways, I so if you're tuning in, thanks for hopping on. If you're listening tomorrow on the podcast, make sure you tune into the the, the video because the video, you know, uh, adds a little bit of flavor. Seeing the uh, original convoy roll into Ottawa. Just be forewarned that it's recorded in <laughs> portrait, not landscape. Okay, guys, I'm sitting on the side of the street, as I have been doing all day, uh, interviewing uh, different stories. Here's another half ton, uh, two folks, one from Saskatchewan, one from Manitoba. Uh, what's your name? Chad McCready. And Crystal. Hi, Crystal. Um, why Why are you here? What What brought you to Ottawa? My family, family, a bunch of truckers, showing unity, everyone's going down, they couldn't make it. All I wanted to make the trip, help out any way I could. For me, it's for my future children that I'm going to have one day, and I want them to have the f freedom that I got to experience, at least in life. Um, I'm learning a new word all the time, posterity, right? It's all about the future generations for a lot of people. There's the horns. There's the horns. think what our kids might be going through. Uh, it's really, really scary, and well, we're here to change it before it's too late. Now, when did you two get in? Uh, we got into Arnprior about 11, just after 11.30 on Friday night. Then we rolled through into Ottawa at about 1.30 and we got parked at 3 p.m. So you've been sitting in this spot since 3 p.m.? No. They misdirected us and they parked us all on a side road there. And luckily we were in a 4x4. We were able to, uh, to hop on the curb like some other trucks were doing. We managed to sneak in past the roadblocks because this road's been blocked, right? Yeah. Managed to find an alley, sneak in because it wasn't blocked. So how am I supposed to know I can't go there? So now we're here near the front enjoying the party. Well, you're you're surrounded by how many hundreds, if not thousands of semis? I don't think... It's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of semis and thousands and thousands minority. of four-wheelers. It's right. crazy. People have been talking, uh, I did an interview this morning, or I guess at like 1 in the morning. Geez, uh, my, my times are all getting twisted. You hardly sleep here. Yeah. Everybody's talking, you know, everybody, the media is trying to say Antifa's everywhere. They're trying to do this thing, and it worked on me. So I went and interviewed because I wanted to understand what I'm looking for. You guys have been out here every night. What have you been seeing? I've been seeing a hell, or sorry, sorry for my language here. No, you, it's all good. We've seen a heck of a lot of people walking around until 2 in the morning usually, people cheering us on. I actually had a family come and give me a little card, and I was freaking amazing, telling us to keep strong for what we were doing. Jeez, people walking around giving food later, earlier, just got coffees actually this morning. People are too great here, it's too great. Awesome. Do you have any last thoughts? <laughs> well, I appreciate you giving me a few moments of your time. Cheers, no problem. There you go. There's 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 some horns for you. Yeah, and one other thing, I just I get the fact that everybody in Ottawa works for or you know in proxy to the federal government, and so they kind of have to toe the official line. But they really missed out on a lot of potential revenue by. The one time in history that people actually want to go to Ottawa. <laughs> and like it could have been such a huge tourist destination <laughs> while it was happening. You know how much fun you could have had in Ottawa just live streaming and, and doing exactly this? Like you could have just, you know, tore Ottawa to bits. It would have been great. Mm -hmm. Ottawa yeah. could have used a little twos, folks. <laughs> wow. 
it's probably not going to get any twos for a long time, if ever. So, hey, yeah, hey, it was a missed opportunity all around. I uh, guess. People keep chiming in. Uh, Anthony Murray. Um, well, here we'll go back. Anthony Murray, uh, thanks for bringing this back to everyone, uh, everyone's attention. I believe that people need to never forget what happened and why. Then uh, Earl Wall, uh, Whaley, I hope I'm saying that right, horn scare blue-haired children. They and are the, acting like children. And then uh, Shane Getzing uh, chiming in, uh, uh, guest of the hey. podcast. Thanks for doing this. It's a great unvarnished look at how many good folks came together last year to make sure the Canada they love wasn't lost. And I think we can all agree with that, uh, that comment. Absolutely. There's a, a reason why he is uh, such a well-spoken member of the legislative well, assembly. That's true. That's true. I'm, uh, I'm hopping in a car, a BMW sports car that's been parked with the semis for the last three days. <laughs> I'm trying to, sneak my way into it with big boots and everything else uh how's it going sir not bad what uh what's your name alex shapira alex where are you from original from montreal my original country is from russia the russian interference uh, 20 years in canada and 18 years Sleepery. i'm riding the trucks so pretty much i have three kids I have two business and it's tough now. It's really tough. This has to be the end of everything. My kids cannot go to school because I'm not vaccinated. I'm not vaccinated. I passed COVID already three times, my kids two times. This is bullshit. And now we decide, oh, I'm gonna make bankruptcy for everything what I have. And this country gonna lose over 2.7 million. Or can fucking give us freedom. I can go to the United States. I can go anywhere. I have rental company. I have trucks. 16 trucks I park. It's already for one week. I don't move it nowhere. My driver doesn't want to work. Nobody wants to go nowhere. He wants to like finish that story. And I'm happy I'm here. Part of the convoy 2022. Tough time. It's really tough time. You cannot go grocery to buy food. You believe that? You have to have that stupid fucking passport. 18 years I'm driving the fucking truck. I never hear that in my life. I have three kids, young kids, three years, six and seven. And I cannot buy food anymore. I buy from Costco, from Walmart. I cannot buy clothes anymore. I cannot do nothing. I'm like stuck. I pay my taxes every year. I, it's, it's bad time for us. It's really tough. And Trudeau just thinking he can do whatever he wants. We're not going to be slave for him. Fuck him. This is going to be the end. If I have to do bankruptcy, I will do what my pleasure. You care to share something? I'm just absolutely loving this. I mean, Comrade Alex and all his issues with with Herr Trudeau and all the things he's doing wrong. And it's fucking this, and it's fucking that, and it's fucking hilarious. There was a lot of pain a year ago, you know? Oh, absolutely. I, this is, this was, this... This was the first time people saw any kind of a light at the end of a really dark tunnel. A really dark tunnel. Anyways, 
Twos is like, I'm sorry, to the listener, they don't get it. I'm sitting beside Twos in the studio and he's like chuckling at the Russian. I'm like, this guy's bleeding his heart out. I'm like, what are you chuckling about? He's chuckling about the accent. Well, just, I love how Frank oh. people from mm. the East Block ah. can really be and how they just, they give things to you absolutely unvarnished and it's, it's refreshing. Whereas here we kind of pussyfoot around. Yeah, we stuff do. Yeah, and, we do. Okay. And, I'm glad I pushed you on that because I, I okay, I get it. I get that's, it. That's what I'm I have to put my that. life for my kids. I will do with my pleasure. No police, no one else can stop me to do what I'm doing. And I really like, I'm glad to be here. I go to Quebec City, I go to Toronto, all my trucks everywhere. Even two trucks parked over there on the Queen Street. You can block, you can put two tickets, 750 each truck. You believe that? What the fuck matters with you guys? Slaves! And sorry for my English. It's not, You're doing good. It's not my original language, but... He's doing just fine. It's tough, and I'm happy a lot of people get up. It's really good time because if we don't stop that, this is gonna be tough. I even want to go back to my country because there is nothing. Two years I cannot rent cars. Two years I cannot do proper life for my kids. What the hell? Why I'm working there? I'm 42 years old. Two heart attack. Come on. It's bad time, really bad. And I'm glad maybe somebody will hear our conversation and put attention to that. Because it's it's not more freedom for us. We're just like slaves for government. This is not right. I'm born to not be a slave for somebody. I'm slave for the God only, nobody else. This is the reason I'm really happy you guys come interview and all that. God bless everyone who stand up for our freedom, for our kids, for our family. We have a right to be in good country. It's Canada. It's my stepmother. My country where I'm born is very bad. I'm a military guy in Israel. I have two war pass in Israel. U.S. Marine take me out from the Palestinian. I stay in the United States almost for two years. Denver, San Diego, Manhattan. I find my beautiful life in Canada. It's quiet country. And when I come to this country, it's the best country I ever seen in my life. And look what happened now. Can make money on us, the government, vaccine, and all that bullshit. I know that it's COVID, yes, but it's any sickness, other sickness, same thing, can kill anyone who has different problem in the life. Can really kill us. Can make money on us, and each pandemic, it's billions of billions of dollars going to the government, and the government put in his own pocket. Nobody, like, people on the street, homeless, them don't even care. Since two years, I almost $100,000 spent 
and the homeless people. I send money Pakistan, India, Russia, Belarus, Ukraine. This country doesn't care about own citizens. Because of all pandemic, we have to stay home. No curfew. Fuck, I didn't kill anyone to stay home at fucking 10 p.m. What the fuck? Where is the right for us? Them do everything possible to scare us. I have family in front of my house. She cannot even invite on the Christmas her own son. You believe that? And I tell her, what's going on with you? No, I'm scared for COVID and all that. You beautiful woman, what you scared? I already get two shot. So what? It's your son. You don't know when he's gonna die. It's tough. People scare each other. They try to close the doors for everybody. Mask, 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 mask. Vaccine, mask. This is what him do money. And what? Vaccine? He put almost 10 billion dollars on the two fabrics in uh, Montreal. Two. Why? Everybody sick. You go outside, you get cold. It's easy. I'm spending money to get money. And now it's free. Soon it's gonna be changed. Now we're gonna pay for it and pay big amount. If you wanna leave, them will scare us and make sure we'll buy those vaccines. Now him give like boosters, you know? Oh, you know what? We'll help you. Trust me. No vaccine doesn't help to no one. So far, all my friends who I know get it. Everybody sick and sick tough. It's, it's bad. I appreciate you giving me some of your time. I, Man, for the listener back home, you're sitting in a sports car, like living in a sports car. You know, uh, I look at the truckers and I'm like, man, that some of the, what they're going through has to be tough. But at least they got a bed. To, you know, yeah, all of us have stages. You know, people in the hotel, they got a bathroom and whatever else. Then you got people sitting in, in trucks and you go, man, it's got to be tough to stretch legs and get on. And, and I look at you and I go. I have my pillow. I'm set up. My wife, give me pillow. Lay down like that and sleep there. Make sure nobody can touch me. Police come all the night, knock on my stupid window. Hey, you cannot park there. Yes, of course I can park there. You cannot tell me I cannot park. Where is the sign? And anyway, we're now in pandemic, right? Right, so go to your car, put the mask and sit inside your car. That's it. Three days I'm sleeping inside the cars. I appreciate uh, you giving me some of your time. Thank you so much. Please, if can somebody hear that, I will really appreciate it. God bless you. Well, there you go. That's that's uh, Alex. He'd be, he'd be fire for the Tuesday mashup is what he'd be. He'd chew through uh, those articles like nobody's business. But there's another... That another foreigner if i if i would immigrant sorry maybe is the better term uh that has come to canada looking for a better life is there protesting because of what they see coming isn't that uh yeah anyways he lived in russia 20 years ago he's living in canada now and he's talking about moving back to russia think about that 
you're going to move to communist Russia because you can have better freedoms. This was what was going on a year ago. This is what people were dealing with. Do you want to hear a Russian joke? Sure. Right. So I go to Dmitry's house and he says, you want to see my motorcycle? I say, da. He takes me into the bedroom. He has motorcycle parked on bed. I say, Dimitri. He says, da. He says, why you park motorcycle on bed? He says, eat my motorcycle. I park where I want. It's funny on a Russian. <laughs> this is what you get. You get a little bit of like like serious man breaking his heart. And we invited twos in to make sure that we have a little bit of fun with it. Because it is, a, I don't know if it's a commemoration, celebration. What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Because, you know, right now, a year ago, you're sitting in Ottawa, or maybe you weren't, but the convoy sure was. And people are wondering about different ways to kind of like, I don't know. Is it celebrate? I think it's partially probably a celebration. Uh, I think for me anyway, I think this is really important to just recontextualize where everybody was at yeah. a year ago, what the convoy was and what it was not. Because, uh, you know, like I was saying before, the revisionist strategy that everybody seems to be throwing at it in the mainstream media. I think it's very important for us to just be able to say, well, look, that is complete and utter horseshit. Here's what actually happened. And and we don't let them win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't recording. Damn it. Hey, like, God. okay, I'm sitting inside the Ark Hotel with Lucky Luciano. We're doing this a second time. Man, Lucky Luciano was a photographer, I, but I did record him once. Mm -hmm. This is the second time where, where I was sitting there recording him. And then I went and I looked down. I'm like, I didn't press record. We have to redo this entire thing. Anyways, Lucky, Luci Lucky Luciano, wherever you're listening from, if you are tuning in, shout out to you, good sir. He wasn't lucky that day. <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, taken a lot of very uh, famous photos. He's on the His photos are on the cover of a bunch of books. Uh, that nice. have been written since there. Anyways, side note. moron folks, and uh, can't seem to uh, can't I'm seem gonna, to turn the recorder on. So, I'm going to explain. Uh, <laughs> where are you from? And a little bit of your backstory. I hate to rehash uh, simple things. You're saying such beautiful words. Uh, a little bit of backstories. Um, traveled here from Toronto. Um, I'm generally a family photographer. You know, events, weddings, stuff like that. Unfortunately, Ontario shut down all those events, so there's nothing to photograph back home. So I do have a vested interest in this protest. However, it wasn't my main reason for coming down here. Um, I came down here to document this to the best of my ability, unbiased. I take pictures of everything. I let the pictures speak for themselves. Um, what I can tell you from what I've seen is I've seen nothing but peace here. Um, I get a lot of phone calls asking me, hey, what's the vibe down there? What's it feel like? How's everyone reacting and treating you? Are you safe? And I tell them, I've never been felt more safe. And, and it's the old, you know, you ever been to a wedding where everyone's drunk and saying, I love you? That's the vibe down here. I think everyone's drunk on freedom and they're just loving on everyone. And it's, a, it's such a contagious vibe. And I, and I hope that spreads um, across this country and across the, the globe. I mean, we all need to love each other. We all need to be free. Stand united and be free. I think that's the message here. Um, I think everyone has their right to choice. 
if they want to get uh, vaccinated, because I think that seems to be the biggest topic these days, if they want to get vaccinated, go for it. If the risks are there, you absolutely have that right and you should get vaccinated. However, if you feel the risks are against you and maybe you don't want to get vaccinated for whatever reason, that should be your right and you should not be secluded or segregated from the rest of civilization for that, especially when it comes down to livelihoods and feeding your family. Because, I mean, I'm in that boat where how am I supposed to go and provide without, what, a a third vaccine now? My original vaccine pass would be revoked. What's next? We're going to take our driver's licenses away unless we get another one. Are we going to lose access to our bank accounts unless we get another one after that? Oh. Where does it end? At what point does the overreach end? And I think that's what most of these um, protests are about. You know what's really wild and going back that to That whole these? thing is aged terribly well. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is a year ago, folks. Like, actually, just a couple days past year. It was January 31st when I, when I sat down and recorded all these interviews. And, like, when you hear all what he's talking about, man, that's, it's like. It's very prescient. Yeah, like, lucky Luch, uh, laying it down. And the government overreach that I think clearly needs to end. Thank you. I really, I, I couldn't have said it any better, so I appreciate you, you sharing a little bit of why you're here and what you're seeing. Uh, and uh, just thanks for uh, giving me a couple moments of your time. Anytime. I'm, uh, I'm happy to support this movement. I think it's, uh, I, I think it's, 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 it's the right thing to do at this time. We all need to come together and end this, um, this, this power trip or government overreach, as I call it. Thank you, sir. Well, there you go. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the end of her. That was the last of the last interview I did. Mm-hmm. Lucky Luciano in the, in the lobby of the Arc Hotel. And, Which uh, sounded like a busy place. It, it was a very busy place. And I might add, he wore a full balaclava. Okay, so was, I'm covering my mouth, but so all you could see was his eyes, and everybody thought he was a uh, government plant. Uh, uh, I'm telling you, government plant, Antifa, blah blah blah. And Sean back then, it was just like, bah, I'll just go talk to him, see what happens. And I made him laugh. He pulled it down, and he's like, I'm not Antifa. And I'm like, oh, I just, you know, he's like, I'm freaking cold. It's minus 30, and I'm a photographer. I got to stand outside all day. And, and yep. fill, fill, I mean, he's like, I'm cold. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. So, like the one time where wearing a mask would have made sense is at the Freedom <laughs> Convoy. Hey, um, any other final thoughts before we kick off here? I, I appreciate you coming down to do this with me because, I, you know, a little bit of humor in the midst of uh, looking back on a year has been, um, you know, I, I at the time I didn't know why, it, you know, it didn't release it a year ago. So there it sat for a full year. You have it sit here. And then, you know, it ages quite well it as they're, as they're talking about it only being white male whatevers and i heard in there pretty much three different uh, ethnicities i heard men women uh vaccinated unvaccinated mm-hmm. like it pretty much just covers off i heard almost every province like it's just like at the end of the day mm-hmm. the, everything they they said and, and continue to try and frame it as just isn't there is straight bullshit and i think it behooves us to call that out when we see it I know when I saw that person the other day commenting about 150 decibels, I thought to myself, I was like, this is just too ludicrous to even bother wasting my time with. But there's there's a fair bit to be said for not allowing 
the people with a vested interest in being dishonest about it to overtake the narrative. Yeah. Well, I hope you've enjoyed. Thanks for everybody who tuned in the live stream. If you're just tuning in on the podcast, obviously, uh, um, you're, you know, you're not paying attention to us too. We look like Bob and Doug and, uh, you know, we're having a little bit of fun today, um, uh, in studio. So appreciate you coming down to do this too. And, uh, um, I don't know, happy freedom convoy days to everyone else while we, you know, I mean, we're not out of the shit by any stretch. Nope. Um, there's lots of weird things coming down the pipe, but, uh, uh, pretty cool to sit and reminisce. And here's some live audio from uh, from a year ago, almost to the day that's never been heard by anyone uh, except for the guy who recorded it. So, and, and I forgot pretty much all of it. So that that, that was a uh, very interesting for me sitting here. Well, a year's a long time. It is interesting that whenever new footage comes out, when people are releasing things that they hadn't put out before, it's all the exact same affirmation of what we've been saying. Nobody from global is unearthing a previously unaired video that's actually showing the protesters doing any of the stuff that they're purported to have done. The more evidence we see, the more it backs up the illegitimacy of that narrative that's being pushed. Yeah. Well, to all the people tuning in, thanks for uh, hopping on uh, this morning. And to all the podcaster listeners, podcast, I don't know why I said it that way, but all the listeners on the podcast, well, uh, thanks for uh, tuning in as well. I've, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I finally got to air it. And it seemed like uh, the right time, a, a Thursday. I mean, today a live stream is the Wednesday, but uh, a Thursday on the podcast uh, to, to drop it and, and let everybody hear, uh, you know, the final four or five I think it was five uh, interviews that I did in different trucks and and uh, everything else. So, do I have to do the the intro line for the podcast? No, this is two hundred twenty two minutes, and you're listening okay. to the Sean Newman podcast. No, no, he doesn't, folks. No. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I actually, can you do can you do it in a Russian voice? No. All right, we'll catch you guys on a different day. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks.